Welcome back, welcome back. This is episode 43 of the Popular Demand Podcast. I'm your host, Jay. With me today, I have my co-host, the Immaculate Delon. What's up, What's Delon? What's up, guy? And we have the, <laughs> we have the masked face villain. We got Core with us this afternoon. What's up, Core? Chaos is a ladder. Word to Littlefinger. Hey, you know what we do? We come here, we give you our takes on basketball, music, and everything in between. Jacquez is not with us this evening, so it'll just be the three of us entertaining you on this episode of the podcast. Uh, Give you our review of this past week. Uh, We had a busy week on the Popular Demand Twitter page, at Demand Podcast, where we had released a snippet. Well, we released a snippet of our past conversation about Drake's dominance in the music industry for the past 10 years, where our conversation was pretty, uh, it was pretty, it was pretty tame. Three out of the four of us agreed that Drake pretty much dominated rap with one of us disagreeing, had a slightly different, uh, opinion. God damn it. Cord. You said, <laughs> and Cord pretty much said that Drake dominated the open field, which led to, countless hundreds and thousands of people commenting on the Twitter page and saying, no, absolutely, this nigga is wrong. He, he, he shouldn't have a podcast. Yeah, niggas will hurt. Hurt. Will hurt. They said, we, they said we were done. It was also funny because you could just tell them niggas weren't listening to the podcast. They were saying shit like it, they were saying shit like, it's just two niggas like on a phone call. Do. Like, there's not like four of us. They were saying, yeah. <laughs> and then they, they saying, y'all not using any facts, but the whole conversation was was like the beginning of the segment is Delon literally listing out numbers, saying Drake went number one here and went number one there, so sixteen hundred thousand here. Like we were legitimately using facts and numbers. Another thing that was funny was Jaquez. We had, I just give my over under, and then we had literally gone to Jaquez so he can give his opinion first. And then Jaquez said, "Since I'm the only one who likes Drake here," and then we literally stop him and say, "Nah, Delon likes Drake. Ah, oh, Jordan likes Drake. Ah ha ha ha." And that shit was funny. That everyone's like they just Drake haters when we literally all, yeah, we like Drake except for Gord. And I'm not, and I'm not even a Drake hater. I'm just disappointed Drake majority of the time these yeah. days. Like that's that's just the bottom line. So basically, everyone tried to turn in the podcast into a pack for a thirty minute, a thirty second segment of a fifteen minute segment where we were majority talking well about Drake, but they were mad about the one negative take. In the whole podcast, which I mean, I guess I can understand. It was a little mis, you know, it was a little off base. Was was saying that Drake and Nicki Minaj ran to pop, and that's what leads me to want to ask this question today. Also, before you start the topic, shout out to Wale because Wale big this up on the uh, on Twitter for the Wale thread that we made dedicated to his music from past to present. So, so the podcast yeah. is Wale approved. <laughs> Shout out to Falarn. Also, also, what I want to say about last week, uh, all y'all who are in our mentions, y'all have some good opinions, y'all have some good feedback. But can't none of y'all beat our ass. Facts. So, uh, <laughs> Facts. Y'all, y'all keep adding us on Twitter. But, you know, go oh, ahead, right, Jordan. Oh, yeah. Right before we got on to Core, somebody added us and said, I'm a self-proclaimed Drake stand, but this nigga Core killed me with this Drake slander. So, you are appreciated, Core. Hey. <laughs> but going. Hey, man. All I got to say is this. I did my job. <laughs> I got Drake fans to talk about one of the few moments when Drake can really rap. And I feel like as a podcast, as an influencer, whatever you want to call it, I don't know. 
if you can't start a conversation, you ain't doing your job. That's what I did off a 30-second clip off of I'm gonna be honest, I forgot I had even said this. So when I seen all the people upset, it was funny yeah. to me. I, I, mean, I, I mean, I completely forgot you said it. I just, when I heard it, I said, you know what? It's a perfect clip. Because all, you know, all of us are saying stuff that we generally always say about Drake. So it'd be easy to start a conversation with something yeah. that hasn't been said. Even though you might, even though you might I'm be say this, man. They know facts. That's why they were hurt. Well, see, that's they what we're gonna facts. talk about today. What exactly does it mean to go pop and hip hop? Like we say that all the time when an artist makes mm. a new song and he starts to sell really well, like, oh, he went pop. Oh, he sold out. To y'all, what does that mean to go pop and rap? I already got I already got my definition. Like, what do you what do you think it means? To me, it's not people give like a really negative connotation, but I really don't give like such a negative connotation. No, because it Yeah, it's all it's all for like no one pop to me, it's all about how you're presenting yourself to so, like it's like everything else, like at a point, because the whole conversation was about Drake, at a point, Drake did stop saying he's, like, not trying to be the best rapper. He's trying to be the best artist. And if you're going to criticize him for going pop, then you got to take that into consideration. Because there's, like, there's like two things for me that, that, that go into going pop. For one, it's, like, a glossier sound that includes, like, less drums, definitely. But, like, because they're trying to make it for, like, a more mass consumption for, like, radio and whatnot. Um, and it's, like, a blatant attempt to, like, cross over to, like, white audiences and other audiences outside of rap um it's not just it's not the other thing like it's uh, it's more outside of the music it's like also like how did the music video look what was the music video kind of like where did you go to promote this show it's not just about like somebody getting on a record and singing to me it's about like the whole presentation and who you're trying to cater this to because if you're trying to go outside of your initial fan base or the black audience then you're trying to go pop some more people you're trying to go popular which isn't really a negative connotation to me but sometimes, or most of the time, that does also see a decline in the music quality, which is why yeah. I guess people say that. And I can understand that. And some people try to uh, minimize pop music as, as just being popular. If, you're, if it's popular music, then it's pop. But, you know, To Pimp a Butterfly sold like 328,000 its first week. That mm-hmm. was a popular album. Speaking on it. Yeah, it was a popular album. It's in, you know, it's been it's being taught in class. Yeah. You, wouldn't, you wouldn't listen to... Um, King Coulton thing like, oh, this is pop music. You want to listen to yeah. Wesley thing and think it's pop music. It's popular. It's a critically acclaimed. I ain't listening to Mama. Yeah, like you're not. Like, it's and I, it's, I just hate it's, when it's, people just like just say like one specific thing like that criteria of it being popular because like that doesn't fit into the criteria of what I call pop because there's no obvious crossover. It's like a white audience into Pippa Butterfly, so I wouldn't consider that pop. Yeah, and it's it's not just like white audience. It's just using sounds. I think there are more what's the right word just more universal i guess because you know jazz and blue like that's not technically those aren't like well-received genres like you don't just walk out in public and you just hear a jazz record playing somewhere you only hear them in tight confined spaces that's why when an artist uses those sounds it's not really associated with pop even if they do become popular using it but like for instance if you have like a Katy perry slash you know Miley Cyrus crossover mixing like sounds from like country and kind of like rock because those are more popular those were more popular genres than hip-hop for a long time hip-hop itself was was always demonized and looked at as you know a bad you know like a bad genre like something you shouldn't be listening to so that's what I think that's where the stigma for going Dude. pop comes from it's because you have you know we hip-hop has always been looked down upon by other genres but in order, to, in order to get mass appeal, artists will kind of have to sell out elements of hip-hop and incorporate the more popular genres 
other yeah, stuff you have to incorporate it. like those Miley Cyrus, Katy Perry type style artists and music and sounds in order to make people, you know, more palatable to different audiences, to a wider audience. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why going pop is looked down upon in rap because a lot of times you kind of have to sell your artistic integrity or even the sound of hip hop in order to become popular. Like kind of like with like Jake, like Jake Cole, like the songs he made with um, Workout and um, what's the song? I think it's mostly workout that he was discussing by himself for making. Was it the song with uh Missy? I mean, it might have it. been, but I just know he said he just felt disappointed. In, and that Missy song about having bad yeah, teeth. Crooked Smile. Mm-hmm. He he just felt <laughs> disappointed with himself for making them style of records. He said, I'm making these records with the sole intention of gaining a larger audience yeah. rather than making this, you know, making the music just to be good. Like sticking to my guns and knowing what makes great music, and you know, being popular is part of being an artist. You want to become more popular, and you want to sell more records. But the cost here, if if it's at the cost of your artistic integrity, then I can understand why so many rappers hate artists, other artists, or even rap fans hate when a part artist tries to go pop because it seems like they're pandering to a wider audience rather than sticking to what makes them great. Yep, another example would be uh. Lupe, when he released um, Lasers, he damn well did not want to do that, but Atlantic said you can release this album, and I knew as soon as I heard the first, I forgot, the show goes on. As soon as I heard like the sense. Oh, hell no. Yeah. Hey, bro, this, this song is still on every commercial on TV to this day. It is, and that's the exact perfect example because Lupe had uh, Food and Liquor and The Cool before that, and then the you next... But, no, but nobody's listening to them some, like the mat, the larger audience. Yeah, the jungle tree song. Yeah, like it, it's because he he blended the genres. So it don't really sound like rap. It don't even sound like R and B. And because of it, it's it just has this. I don't know. It's I don't even know the right word to use. Like I said, there's no definitive sound for pop. But that's I guess it's when you anytime you blend the genres, so it look, it's genre list. That way, you know, people who listen to country, people who listen to rock, people who listen to rap can all enjoy it. And that's the kind of music. I think. I think that's basically what being a pop artist is, a genreless music. But I will say this: Drake and Nicki Minaj were kind of making them records all along. Yeah. Because Super Bass, Super Bass. I always feel like Super Bass was. I don't know why I always feel like it's a pop album to the max. Yeah, it is. Yeah, to the max. It was actually on her first album. For some odd reason, I feel like that came later. It was on. They re-released why. the first album. Yeah, and it was on the re-release. It was the first single from the re-release, and that's when Nicki Minaj really blew up. Yeah, and that's when she uh, really outside. Outside, and this she really started wild with the pop records. Yeah, I remember. And that's what was it? And the wigs. Yeah. Let me see. And there's a song goes so. It's a song goes so far gone because I never listened to the official version of "So Far Gone" growing up because you know, it was a, a bunch of different mixtape versions. But there was one song on there, and I was thinking to myself, "This sound like this bullshit." Drake be making it now. Was it a? Uh, was it a little bit? No, no, no. It's. I think it's. Let's call it off. Yeah, yeah, think, yeah. Yeah, yeah it kind of. It kind of reminded me of that song on Scorpion. Canadian was showing. Yeah, like like glaringly, and I was like, "This actually sounds like the stuff he be making now." And I, in that moment, I realized that you know Drake don't really. I don't think Drake be searching out. Well, I take that back. He do. I do think Drake be trying to make those records. Like if you look at like the singles for, if you look for the singles for like Scorpion with, um, you know, Nice for Wood, Guys Plan ain't really a rap record. Like, yeah. 
Like then you then you look it, at it was the, the best rap song. Delon, stop. Stop. <laughs> then you look at like views <laughs> and like the singles for that. And then you look at the singles for like <laughs> views with it being like uh what was it? Hotline Bling and Controller. Like like I said, those are songs that Drake has always made, but they seem like they seem like they come in more abundance now. And so Nick Nick's talking about a while when I said it though. Yeah, like legit, legitimately. Shout out to Tabors. Cause Tabors made a tweet that said, Y'all said that Drake ain't you know, y'all said that Drake um just started making pop song. He always done this. And he said two songs on so far gone, two songs on take care, two songs on this one with the same. None if you're reading this it's too late. Six songs on views, five songs on uh uh, more life, and I said, "Hold on, Taboris. I get the point Numbers you're. Up, Chief. I get the point you're making. Yes, Drake has always made pop records, but this tweet. I'm going up, Chief. Yeah, the tweet. Yeah, my point. Yeah, the tweet proves core point that Drake, at a certain point, starts to lean more in that direction. Six, five, like every, you know, rappers have made pop records, but to have for to be a rapper with six pop ish records on your album, it's ridiculous. That's a lot. It's that's ridiculous, fam. That's a lot." That's a lot. I promise you, it, sound, it would sound so weird if it was any other rapper. If Kendrick had six pop records on an album, that would be so damn weird. Like, I even think he, I, you know, I think he did a little bit of that with um, what's that song with him and Rihanna? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 I hate this song. No, no, I'm talking about the one with um, no, Kendrick. No, no, he's talking about Kendrick. Uh, oh, Kendrick, loyalty. Like, no, loyalty. Yeah, loyalty. That's yeah. like, no, this song's for me. That's like, no, this song's for me. Jordan, Jordan don't even remember. Relax. That's crazy. Relax. <laughs> I like the song, though. But I understand. But he had a more, you know, it had a more radio-friendly, poppy sound to it. Same with um, God and Love towards the end. Like, I thought, you know, I like, okay, I get what, I get what Kendrick's trying to do. He's trying to, you know, appeal to the masses. But that's, but the, by, by default, those songs are far from the best rap songs on the, on the album. Because he had Thanks. to, because he di- isn't rapping like he's like he's taking away the rap element from the songs, and that's why, from a rap standpoint, the songs are not good. But if you want to look at from just pure music, is good. Going back to what Delon was saying, that um, you know, stop evaluating Drake as a rapper, evaluate him as just a plain old artist. And when you do that, the music's a little bit better. Yeah, uh, is is it? Is it? I mean, I don't know. I don't listen to dance hall. Is it? He don't want to dance so hard. He don't. <laughs> he, don't. Saying, if you compare, if you compare his pop music to to like actual pop music, if you compare his Hawaiian punch music to real actual Caribbean music, it ain't nowhere close. Well, somebody said, somebody said, you if you talking top five um, pop artists in the last decade, you got to put Drake up there. And I'm like, what? I'm be honest. I'm what? Like, uh, yeah. Cause you know he was saying like you know he top five he been top five in rap top five in pop top five in R&B. so we talking about Taylor Swift Adele Nicki like like we we compare him to them yeah uh, I ain't no I, I ain't no pop expert but uh, I, just a Bieber Lady Gaga Adele Taylor Swift Katy Perry we we talking about these people right we talking about yeah. that type of pop music right <laughs> yeah we talking about that type of pop, is that the pop, pop music, music we talking about we talking about that kind of pop music. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I'll let y'all. I'm, I'm gonna let. I'm gonna let y'all have that debate. I ain't no pop. Yeah, I ain't no pop expert, but in my mind, no. R&B. Drake definitely has not made the best R&B songs this decade. He's been and one of the most popular. He's been one of the popular artists to sell R&B, but he ain't made the best R&B song. Like, if we had to make a top five of rappers who went pop, he number one in it. I wouldn't even attempt to take that away from him. <laughs> like, is he number? 
He might be number one. Listen, yeah, he might be one. He hey, might be Nelly, Nelly hit country, so I don't know. Yeah. Oh, you're right here. Nelly. Nelly hit Trump voters. Basically, is it wrong to go pop? I guess that's the last question. If you're a hip-hop artist, should it be frowned upon to go pop? I think the line kind of artist said it already. There's nothing wrong with going pop, so to speak. It shouldn't be a negative stigma to it, I guess. Well, I'm going to say like this. Going pop is cool. Just when the artists go pop, don't keep holding them to rap standards. Don't be saying, don't be championing them as a rapper when they're doing, you know, pop stuff, in my opinion. And also the rapper, don't be holding yourself to rapper standards. Exactly. Don't. Kendrick said the best when he was talking about uh, Ghost Riders. I think it was Kendrick. I don't know. But he was like, uh, you can make great music, blah, blah, do what you do, but don't don't claim the crown. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who said it, but that's, that's facts. Nigga with a rapper with a Ghost Rider. What the fuck happened? So, I'm going to say this. In retrospect, Drake, Nicki Minaj have always made pop records. They, they That's always been there from beginning of their career to the end. Even though I feel like not with Nicki's case, but I do feel like Drake is up the number of pop records and he's now even more so trying to appellate to streams and, you know, being more uni- a more universal artist. But nothing's technically wrong with going pop and gaining a bigger audience. That's what you're supposed to do as an artist. That's what you're supposed to do as, you know, it's your job to, to gain more fans. But to me, I feel like from a hip-hop standpoint, it'll always it always looks bad when an artist tries to, you know, bring in outside back you know outside genres those pop more popular genres and try to make a more popular universal sound rather than sticking to what made hip-hop great rather than taking something and making it hip-hop kind of so to speak go pop go pop but don't be upset when somebody say you went pop don't work like that yeah it don't but that's that's what i said this too like like miley cyrus says she wants back in on rap about all the stuff Hmm. she said yeah, but all the stuff she said. Wait, she want what? She said she wants to be. She wants to get back and rap. Like her next album's gonna have rap on it. Uh, 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 she burnt it. That's what I'm saying. And like, that's that's the stuff I'm talking about. Where why it's looked about looked down upon to go pop because so many people treat rap like shit, and then you go and use those genres to um, boost hip hop. Well, to, well, no, that's a boost hip hop, but those are only parts of hip hop that people will consume. They won't consume the real hip-hop shit. They'll consume that Miley Cyrus watered-down type of hip-hop and call it rap. And then people be like, oh, look, it's selling. So that's what's the best form of rap. No, it's not. Because that's not really rap. That's pop. And I feel like whoever... I feel like whoever helps Miley Cyrus make another rap record is the enemy. I hope it... I'm pretty sure it's going to be Mike Will made it that's or facts. 2 Chains. And I just hope it's none of my favorites. Because I want to look at them differently. You, you know what? I really see two chains being. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna put my money on Ray Sherman, fam. I, I, I I'm, I I'm done that. with who. I'm, I'm, I can almost say I'm, the, I'll probably be done with whoever helps. The Mississippi her. fam. So y'all telling me y'all ain't fuck the with Jays on my feet? No. Bro, they're like, <laughs> what? They're like six years ago. It was like four, five, six years ago. I'm be honest with you, Delon. I'm be honest with you, Mr. That's on me and I don't really remember that song sound like. And the crazy thing is, I used to see the music video all the time, but I just watch it on silent, on t- on the TL when it'll come on. <laughs> that's a, there's a lot of artists I do that with. I just sit there like, man, this shit look, this shit look popping, but I won't ever just click on the video and hear the music play. Mm. Oh man, my, my Lazarus the Oz forever, but she came like her career was dying. She wanted to share her good girl image. Went to hip hop, which is already like a bad move. It's already a bad look anyway. Then as soon as she got super successful off of she was like, yeah, you know, hip hop misogynistic, they hate women, blah, 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 blah. 
I don't want to be a part of this. So she dipped out, tried to go back to country, tried to rent the good girl look, and it flopped. And now she want to come back to rap music. Nah, Chief, stay stay where you at. We got our own women now in hip hop. They like the misogyny. <laughs> they thriving in it. We don't need you here. Shout you got Yiggy Zed, one of my white women. Shout to Cardi B, too. Oh, yeah, shout, shout to Cardi B. BFM. And Megan Thee Stallion. Shout, 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 shout. And Drizzy. But let's move on to Rico Stream, Rico Nasty. But let's move on to the next topic. Speaking of wanting Mass Appeal, wanting to go, you know, get the name out there. Uh, it's time for Who's Wildin'? Where Corb presents us with someone, something during the week that's been wildin' to the utmost and should have just relaxed. Cord, who's our Who's Wildin' for this week? Gotta clear my throat for this. Oof. What does it mean to be a leader? What does it mean to be an activist? What does it mean to be a liar? These are all three questions that I do not like to ask in the same phrase. But today I have to. Justice Smollett, <laughs> the actor from Empire, has been arrested and charged with a felony count of filing a false police report. He came on the internet, told the entire world that he was beat up by two Trump supporters. For one, for being gay, and two, for being black. During Black History Month, mm. out of all the times. And so, naturally, we as black people, when we see one of our own in trouble, we go out of our way to defend them. Facts. But this situation was a little, it was a little bit weirder because it went from him allegedly being attacked by Trump supporters to straight black men being blamed for not helping him in the dead of the night. I don't know how I turned this to that, but it did. That always. So, a few people, one of them who happened to be me, there were some people who said, hey, this story don't sound right. This ain't adding up. But I looked at it. I was going to come on the podcast and say something about it. But I said, nah, I don't want to come out here and then speak ill. You know what? I ain't want to come out and speak ill on it. I ain't want to come out and be like, nah, that ain't true. Yeah, but the, and then it's true. Yeah. And then also, the Liam Neeson thing happened. So that really changed my opinion on But, man, he got exposed. The line... And, and not like like it wasn't even like a level one like it's like ten different levels of line like it was so many levels to I think it been like it's ridiculous I think it have been just it went over a lot more well if he just said he was attacked if he had just got beat up for like some something random and he just like if he just would have got jumped and he spiced it up I would let him cook yeah like he said but the whole thing the whole they were wearing ski masks and they had MAGA hats on and they said it's MAGA country they had bleach in their hand they had. Nooses. That threw me off. I'm like, it was too many items. Too many items going on for a hate crime. Yeah, I'm like, why the word they have nooses but they didn't hang you? Halfway. Like, like there was, <laughs> no, 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 like there was no rope burns and stuff on his neck. From what I saw, like, like so they just had the rope. They just had it. Like just had it in hand, but didn't decide to use it. Like, what were they gonna do with the bleach? Like, I don't. They just spread the rope over him, like some parsley after you finish cooking. Yeah, like. He's <laughs> <laughs> a nice touch. Clean yourself up. Nice for the IG fleets. Nice for IG fleets. I'm going to say this. If somebody from Mississippi, where was they going to hang him at? Like, dude, this was like, it ain't no, like, it ain't no trees in Chicago. Like, it's only, like, it's only snow, chicken and Cheetos, and bullets. That is legit eat in Chicago. What was they going to even hang him from? Over the, uh, Light the, pole. Uh, power lines. Power lines. There you like go. Some Jordans. <laughs> 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 like, 
was at it. When I first read the story, I was like, oh, man, it's messed up. Then I said, wait a minute. They had on a ski mask with a mega hat on top <laughs> with some rope and some bleach. I'm going to say this. I'm not no criminal. I ain't never did nothing or nothing that I speak on. But if I'm going to turn somebody into a pack, I'm moving lightly. I'm not pulling up with an entire hate crime kit like like. <laughs> Like for the what he had to sound like he had to sound like they had an entire satchel just full of items. Like oh we might need a knife oh we might need a blade. Okay we go bring the bleach. Are you bringing are you bringing Clorox? Are you bringing a fake? Like come on man, it's it's below like it's below it's freezing outside. Like his eyes went burnt or nothing. So he was like off the rip. I said wait this this ain't adding up. Then when I saw the picture he had one scar on his face. That's what I'm saying. Like what would they? Ain't no way you can beat up. Ain't no way you can beat up by two Trump supporters, and that's all they he fought back. Oh, I know we. I know people hop on Twitter and say Man. he fought back. <laughs> you think the dude from Empire fought back against two Trump supporters and they got away? He used to get Tupac. And... <laughs> 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 even that, like even that phrase, didn't even make no sense. Like Tupac never caught none of his shooters. That's, that's a good that's a good ass point. Like I don't understand. Like, what's the analogy he's trying to make when he says Wait, I am the gay? He gay is the gay like, Tupac. Where's, where's, where's because Tupac shot himself and said somebody shot him. He is the gay Tupac. Yeah. He actually he actually is like I don't understand like where's the parallels. Oh, oh wait, wait. You know, you know what? Don't clip that. <laughs> don't clip Hey, just clip that two seconds. He is the gay Tupac. That's all, that's all you have to do. Yeah, that's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> but I just I'm trying to, like what's the parallel like what, like what? I don't remember Tupac like going and fighting uh people who did hate who, who committed hate crimes or actually being you know in the front of a civil rights march or anything like that like I don't understand the parallel he was trying to draw between him and Tupac. I I have no clue. Probably, all, all I'm saying is this man lock lock him up lock him up down the parallel I can see is they might both rock a um a nose piercing that's about it. This this <laughs> like. Nothing he like, I always say this like even though I was already skeptical of the article when he went on stage and was just going on the rant, I said this 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 don't make not no sense. So I had I had to play the winning game. Cause in twenty nineteen, you just can't come out and say somebody you, you just can't come out and say you can't call you can't call I'm this, out we do need to wait to the end of this case because things are starting to get a little convoluted with him saying that uh it's the antidepressant drugs he's been taking that caused him to do it. There's there's nah, also um there's the two Nigerian brothers who worked for Empire that he hired. At first, they said that oh, we got the check that um that he paid them to do it. But then they saying that oh, the, the brothers I guess are saying that they he did pay them, but it was to train them. And I guess he was they were saying that he was going to pay them X amount of money later on for the attack. So basically, the check that they recovered wasn't for the attack; it was for something else. Jesus but I guess they still Christ. saying that he was going he was going to pay them for attacking them. I guess I guess that's what you're saying. Uh, also, there's, this also, is my thing, there's, man. On, there's yeah. also the racist letter that was sent into Empire like two weeks before the attack. And they're still trying to figure out if Jesse actually sent that letter as well. Like it's just so much. I hope he didn't. I really hope he didn't. Like like it's too many levels that like you got to be a sociopath to just go this far. Hey, this is insane, man. It's it's crazy. Like I don't, I, I like okay, okay, wait, wait. This like this 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 legit my number one gripe. If I'm gonna make a hate crime against myself, the least you can do is hire some white people to beat you up. You ain't even hire a regular black. People. You hire some Nigerians to beat you up. 
if he had hired like a black person, like logical, at least chance to rap, but maybe he could have got away with it. But come on, man, you had you you are too swole now to beat you up. So I also don't understand what's. I guess I guess he needed an alibi. I don't know. Like I was, I was trying to figure out what's the point in having him actually dress up and beat him up and everything. Like why not just? Because he went home. They said that they thought yeah. his wounds were self inflicted. Because like, uh, like they feel like because the guys Nigerians are saying that we hit him, but we didn't hit him that hard. Like he shouldn't. Have, they're like we they didn't have that many wounds. They said they looked at some of his wounds. They said we think some of these like self inflicted. Like he went home and cut himself up, up a little bit on the face. And I'm like this is that. That really is social. That really is sociopathic. That nigga went to the crib and said, nah, this ain't good enough. I'm actually just called, who wins in a fight? Them two buff Nigerians or William Neeson if they meet each other on Chicago Road? <laughs> Man, Liam Neeson turned him. Why they playing on Empire? Liam Neeson turned him into pack. Ain't nobody on Empire winning a fight against Liam Neeson. It's fast. Okay, who's okay, who's a black person that Liam Neeson would not want to catch on the on the road in Chicago? <laughs> Man, Lil Reese. Look, 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 hey, hey, look, Lil Reese from back. Like, like. Like it's the fact that this man was so ah like I don't even I don't even like how egotistical do you gotta be to inflict a fake hate crime? Like not only did you not only did you make this up, you you paid to get beat up basically. Do you hop on the internet? I mean, you know he went on Good Morning America, and they was like, "Oh, why you think you got beat up?" And he was like, "Well, you know, I go hard against Trump and his administration." Don't nobody know you. Ain't no Trump supporters at the crib following Jesse Small at Twitter. Like, oh, you gonna talk with my president? Oh, I'm on your head. Like, no, like, no. I mean, I didn't no, even. No, I mean, no. I didn't even know he was like in the, you know, in the, in the field. Like, I ain't know he was out here putting in work. To be honest with you, like, you know, I ain't even know he was gay in real life. So that's how you know ain't nobody thinking about this man's personal life. Ain't nobody, like, ain't nobody at the crib. Like, oh, what I Jesse thought Jesse was just a really good on? actor. I didn't think I didn't know he was, you know, gay in real life either. But I guess, I guess that means he's not really a good actor because he was just playing himself the entire time. Yeah, you basically just been playing himself. And then, they, and then they were saying like, like he may have did it because he wanted more money on Empire. Then he like tried to drop a song where there was a black dude with a noose around his neck. So obviously, like all this is playing out. I just feel like I thought this is so easy to get away with. He just fucked it up. He like it. it was like honestly, like the the song release with the noose. Like why the fuck? I feel like you knew you were about to do what you were about to do before you put that song out. The like you said, why would he hire yeah, two black dudes and a white dude? Why they did it perfectly? Why would the people buy all the equipment like the night before or the night of to go later do that so they can just be perfectly identified? Why? That's how you know these Why the niggas buy all the supplies at the same fucking place? <laughs> like they are on camera. Got the hat. Got the rope. Got the block. They got everything. <laughs> they got all the shit at one gas station. Like come on. That don't make I'm, no damn sense. I wonder what the cashier was thinking when he saw the two Nigerians pull up to the desk with two MAGA hats <laughs> and some bleaks. Man. And they was looking nervous as hell. They was looking I mean, nervous I have, as hell and I can't I mean, I would have to. Yeah, bro, I'm telling you this. Anytime you go buy a rope and bleach, you have, you have to know good, Chief, at the same time. If, if Buddy would have just walked up and just snuck him real quick and ran away, that would have been perfectly fine. One Why person you go to the out. This is... This is why they go, this is why they created self checkout. <laughs> right here. Right there. Like, that's facts. This is why they created Like they could have went to Walmart and got one item every week or something like that. Like they, 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 they really could take their time with this. 
I'm gonna say this, but, but all in all, I'm not even blaming. I'm blaming Jesse Smollett fam. If, if to keep it simple, he could have paid like a white guy, be like, "Hey, I'm gonna be walking down the street. I want you to steal off on me, and I just spice the story up." Then he could have went on TV and be like, "Man, I walk down the street, white dude pulled up on me and said, hey, man, I heard you said about Trump punched me in the face.' He could have left it at that. But when you go this far and you file a police report, like, ah, like. Yeah, I'm saying this. I'm saying this. Just like that nigga, man. It's like I ain't never, I ain't never been happy to see a black man go to jail. Why, nigga? Up, bam. He said everybody back. With R. Kelly, put him in the same cell with fun. Kevin Spacey. That's a lot. With the lights off. That's. I'm just saying. They gonna have. Put them, put them in solitary confinement. Oh man, I don't know what's going on this here. Oh, that, 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 is, that is gonna be that is gonna be disgusting. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I like that nigga up, man. Hey, Council Empire, whole show gotta go. Oh, I can't believe you still run to be honest with you. I don't know anybody who watches the Empire in real life. I, I, I'm gonna say this: this is probably been the, this is probably been the most promo they showed they had in a minute too. Those for the team. He took one for the team. <laughs> no, 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 no. The crazy thing is, I saw. I saw a new I saw a new update that said that they believe that the boss behind Empire put Jesse up to this and suggested he do it. So they must they must be paying him some shit. Wait, why twist? What if this is promo for the Super Bitch film? Alright, wait, wait, y'all didn't hear about it? No, wait, 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 wait. I think I think I have to explain it. Yeah, I think so. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? Like like the game with the pink boots that be beating up uh, people in the hood. Like Lee, like, you know, like Lee Daniels doing the movie. Like, like what if there was promo? Like, hey man, gay black man fighting back or something like that. The next topic, man. I can't talk about this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. Oh, man. They go put Terry Crews in the movie fighting against Toxic. Shout, out to, Chicago. And Shout out to the Chicago PD for locking up these criminals. For doing their job for once. For, cl- for clean up these once. streets. We ain't never been to facts. If for a group of people that, for a group of people that know how to cover up some crimes, they were very quick in realizing the scam. We ain't been on the one. cops. So we ain't been on the police side since Bad Boys too. So shout out to shout out <laughs> to Chicago <laughs> PD. They're probably the first crime they done saw since like twenty twelve. Just, that's the last thing that just didn't calculate. He didn't expect the police to actually care. Uh, I don't know why I see the back. That's the first black on black crime they saw since 2012. They got that shit figured out in three days, too. <laughs> oh, shit. It's, it's... You know how he was probably they, they was like, damn, it's two black people attacking each other. We figured it out. And waste, waste all this time. That's a, that's like, a terrible cosmic you know, joke because this all happened in Chicago, too. <laughs> like, hey, no, no, but this is the funniest part. The police chief was like, man, we got enough <laughs> stuff going on. Everybody already hate us. Now you got to add this on to but not only do we got not only do we got the Warren Chirac going on, we got R. Kelly kidnapping kids, we got this horrible school system. Now we got scammers and fake hate crimes. It's they it can't do nothing right. Huh. And y'all y'all told me I was wild for calling Chicago third world country on this podcast. Shout out to Kanye West and Lupe Fiasco. But moving on to this. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds <laughs> the comedy show. I think they filmed one time in Chicago, one episode. <laughs> God, damn. Shout out to Oprah. Shout out to Oprah for not hopping in this. 
Oh shit. Hey, you, you know, you know what, man? Over knew what was up. That's why she ain't saying that. She knew she what was up. But moving on to the next topic, uh, we're going to make a, a little shift to the NBA. Uh, during the trade deadline, one of the bigger but less talked about moves was the Pel- not the Pelicans. Pelicans made a lot of bigger moves. But the Raptors traded with the Memphis Grizzlies. They gave up C.J. Wright, DeLon. No, not C.J. Wright. C.J. Miles, DeLon Wright. Um, yeah, Jonas Valanciunas, a second-round pick for uh, Marcus All. Hoping that he will become a difference maker for this team and hoping that they'll push them closer to a championship berth. The Raptors had one of the better benches in the league. One of you know they they were boasting a lot of depth on their team. Do you guys feel like sacrificing these players and gaining uh, older uh, Marcus All, who hadn't really been all that effective with the Grizzlies? Do you see the do you see the addition of Marcus All making? Does this make you say that, oh, the Raptors are the de facto best team in the East, definitely going to a championship? Or do you feel like this was a more of a lateral move? Or and do you see do y'all even see this being a move that keeps Kawhi there? Uh I think it helps them in the playoffs, but Kawhi probably leaving no matter what. Yeah, that's that's more or less how I feel too. Uh Jonas that yeah, Jonas Jonas was only getting like 18 minutes a game. CJ Miles was one of I guess the worst producing. Guys off the bench, you shooting like thirty eight percent from the field. Uh, Delon wasn't shooting that much better either. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, it's a good trade. Like, you get a great defender. You get, you know, you get somebody who can post up, really score his back to the basket. He's a great passer. And the thing is, like, I don't think, I don't think he even got worse over the years. Just that, you know, when you playing for the Grizzlies, you know, every year you got to work yourself down to the bone. For a field for six seed, first second round exit. So now for the first time in his career, I mean, probably for the first time since he's been in the Western Conference Finals, he probably feel like, hey, I can I actually got some yeah, good to finals here. And also, their style of play isn't as demanding either. Like it's not, you know, it's not, it's not that grit and grind your bones to the dirt. He got to be a top two player on that Max, team. He's either. really, he's not even the third or fourth option because you got the first option being Kawhi, second option really, yeah, second option shield. being like Pascal and um. Kyle Lowry, and then you know, and then the next option probably like Serge Ibaka. Like he isn't really that how to told him, so he just needs to come in and play defense, rebound, score here and there, which I feel like he can do. And I feel like he is. I feel like he is an improvement over Jonas Valanciunas, who wasn't really get, who was really getting moved at the rotation by, you know, by Siakam and Ibaka anyway. And those other two, Siakam, yeah. And so, but to me, I feel like there's more. Of, at the end of the day, though, I, you know, I, I like the addition. I don't feel like it moves the needle all that much. Like, the Raptors were already, like, a really great team, being, like, top 10 in, like, offense and defense. I don't think Paul Gasol catapults them anywhere closer to the Bucks if they weren't already there already. Like, I, I feel like I, I feel like if they didn't make this move, whatever, if they were going, if they were destined for the final, I feel like they were going to make it regardless, with or without him, in all honesty. Oh, I think that, I think they made the trade because I think next year is Gasol's contract year. Yeah. So if if Kawhi leaves, they're trading Lowry. They can get Mark off, or yeah, they can get Mark off the books, and it's time to blow up <clears throat> and go do new things. And this is a perfect cap rooming, cap clearing move that they made. That's, that's a very good point too. Because that's, that's that was also kind of the point of moving Demar Derozan. For Kawhi, 
because even though DeMar DeRozan had more years on his contract and Kawhi had less, by doing this, if Kawhi leaves, you now don't have to worry about DeMar DeRozan's big contract. You're now free of him. You'll be free of Kyle Lowry pretty soon. And if um, Marcus Gasol opts out for the Toronto Raptors, then you ain't got to worry about him either. Like, you just have all that cap room to play with. And you can start tanking and rebuilding if all those guys decide to leave. Yeah, so and Lowry's, Lowry's, I was looking at the Lowry's contract here is next year too. So Lowry and Gasol expire at the same time. So they are going to be free of with a lot of money. Yeah, and Gasol's a player option too. So he technically can just leave next year if he wants to. But with him being, and I, don't, I can't see him making that much money on the market is how old he is. So I, he'll probably opt in and take all that money. It's $25 million on the table. He's not going to make more than that anywhere. All right, so that was short, that was short, sweet, and simple to the point. Moving on to the next topic, it is time for the over and under, led by Delon, where he gives us a artist, album, basketball player, or even a moment, and he gives a little rundown on his history, and we decide if it's overrated or underrated. This also happened to be the topic that made everybody mad at us last week, so maybe we'll Ooh. do better this week. We keep fucking Take up. Take it away, Delon. <laughs> we keep fucking up. Take it. Hey man. All right, so. Ain't nothing better than controversy. That's what they say. Anywho, so this week's over-under is on the Carter 3, which we're supposed to do for like two months now, but here we are. In 2008, following a legendary run of features, mixtapes, and album, Lil Wayne released the Carter 3, the third installment of the series that began in 2004. Wayne had taken a three-year hiatus from releasing albums to found Young Money Entertainment and make good on his Carter 2 claims of being the best rapper alive. Notably missing from notably missing from the album was Cash Money's Manny Fresh from the production credits. Uh, however, Wayne established a far more diverse sound than his previous releases. There were times where it took a more pop turn, such as his number one single, Lollipop. There were sample heavy loops, such as Let the Beat Build, and songs with a touch of R&B and crooning, such as Mrs. Officer and Comfortable. The album netted Wayne eight Grammy nominations, where he won four of them, most notably the best the award for best rap album, where he beat T.I.'s Paper Trail, Lupe Fasco's The Cool, Jay-Z's American Gangster, and Nas's self-titled album. Complex Magazine calls it a classic. Blender Magazine and Rolling Stone both gave the album 4.5 out of 5 stars. Rolling Stone also ranked the album the third best album of that year and the 437th best album of all time. Billboard ranked the album as the 103rd best album of the decade for our poll that we did though out of the 206 voters that were given the choice between carters two through five 52 percent of people chose the carter three although a large number did mention us and claimed that the first album was the best so where does this album rank in the series was it better than the other albums that it beat for the grammys and is this one of the greatest hip-hop albums of all time all right i guess i'll step to the bat first first off ranking it in the series I personally have the car two number one. I have the car two first. As for the second spot, uh, after going back and revisiting the car one, I kind of get why people liked it so much. So I stick for tack for the car three. I got them tied for the number two spot. Did it deserve that Grammy? I think American Gangster and um, the Cool O far better than the car three. I feel like they should have won. Now, as for is it overrated and underrated? That is the question. I feel like I feel like at this point a lot of people have now come to realize that the Carter Three isn't all that it's made up to be in the past. When you go back and listen to the album, songs like Phone Home, I was, like I heard Phone Home, just like I just remember it being a lot better than it actually is. I felt that way about a couple of songs on here too. Uh, 
uh, like Pussy Monster and um. Wait, you you Dave thought that Donald. was good at the time? Shot Dave Donald. I mean, I, I thought it, I thought it was bit. Like, you know, I was middle school, man. I thought it was <laughs> a better than it, <laughs> it is 13, now. Thirteen, Chief. Yeah, <laughs> different time. Yeah, now. I thought it was fire then. Yeah, you know, and let the beat be like, like they're all cool songs, but it, even like the more commercial songs, like they aren't just as grand. It's more nostalgia now that makes me love them so much. But at the same time. I feel like the album is underrated in the aspect that we don't talk enough about how Wayne diversified himself as an artist on this album. Kind of like you pointed out in the beginning, like making like making songs like "Got Money" to go to "Comfortable" with Babyface and you know the crooning, and then like the, the kind of writing that he was putting into the album with like Dr. Carter. Well, you know he's acting as you know acting as role for Doctor who's trying to bring like hip hop back to life. Then you got tie my hands with the whole dedication to New Orleans, to to you know Mrs. Officer where he's acting like you know she's a cop arresting him. Like I thought that was clever. Not to mention like lollipop, like the rock the rock and roll record. Like we don't see that on the Carter two and the Carter one. Those albums are a lot more cohesive, a lot closer to you know the sound that made you know Cash Money so popular and you know kind of close to that Louisiana sound. That's what makes those albums better to me because they're so much more cohesive and they don't sound as dated as some of these, you know, pop, you know, more pop-ish type records, more, you know, mainstream records. But at the same time, I feel like we don't appreciate the level of writing that Lil Wayne and the creativity that he put into these songs. Because to me, this is create this is this is Lil Wayne's creative peak in terms of song making. I feel like he gets incredibly lazy from like the Carter Four and on and all the, you know. I'm an alien. I'm not a human being. All, you know all those projects, because I don't. Re- I can't. He don't really just make songs. Like he seemed like all the rest of his, his songs after he after this album is just him freestyling over a beat. Yeah, and he just saying. While here, it seemed like he put more thought and effort and time into each and every verse, and that's why I said the Carter Three is underrated. Now, see, Jordan, that's interesting because literally, because like I have my notes point out what I was going to say, and we basically say the exact same things, but. For those reasons, I have it better than the other Carters. Yeah. Because, like, to me, this album is really comparable to My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Ye. Because all of Ye's previous albums, they were very characteristically different. But then when he did My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, it was like a culmination of all his other albums combined into one. And that's how I feel it is with Carter 3. I feel like the other albums and mixtapes, he was like building up his skill set. So with the Carter 3, he could just come in and do it like that. And the, the diversity and the... You could feel like the there's such a deliberate creativity in every song in this album. It feels like like going down the track list, you could see like how Wayne was like, All right, here's the concept. How can I take this left as fuck? Like the first song is literally a passing of the torch, Mr. Carter. You got Jay Z, you got him. That is an interesting dynamic. You got Dr. Carter. Yeah. Dr. Carter is one of the most interesting song concepts to me in like music that I've listened to. Like even like let the beat build. It's like literally he's like word painting as the beat is building. He's getting more and more. It's it's just different things like that. Um, and like I, a lot of people really point to the Carter Two being his best album, and I just don't see how. Like objectively, it's- like like I just I can see why they'd say it, but for them to say it, I just feel like he Wayne literally does nothing better on Carter 2 than he does on Carter 3. He doesn't rap better on Carter 2. He isn't trying new things on Carter 2, and Carter 2 is safe as fuck, and Carter 3 
is just creative peak it is he's rapping significantly better i just don't see why the carter 2 would be better but i will say my favorite two songs from the carter 2 will be shooter and of course hustle music i will say those are better than most of the songs carter 3 two of the best songs in wayne's catalog to me but i just can't see how it's better than carter 3 and i think this is just the fact it's safe cohesive and like if you go back and listen to it there's no like i said pop records tend to just sound dated a lot of times when you go back and visit them and a lot of those you know wayne songs when you go back and listen to them on the carter three just don't sound as nice when you first heard them opposed to like the songs on the carter two but i do agree with you with like him being creative and more you know taking more risks and stuff stylistically on the carter three but it should and could be ranked higher than the carter two and even the carter one to me what do you think core well, well, let me one more one last thing to me carter two okay, go. is good but carter three is impressive that's not gotcha. I can roll with it. What about you, Core? In my personal opinion, I would like to say, oh, well, you know, it's the first time I'm saying this. Carter Three is underrated. Oh, oh, it is underrated. In my personal opinion, because for a rapper to be able to come up with their own, a rapper coming up with their own distinct style is already hard enough. It's the fact that Wayne did that and made an album with R&B type records. Radio hits. Wait, can I use the word pop for this? Is, yes. is it legal for me to use pop? Okay, yeah. Like he was able to take all these different styles of rap and to like to really just come together. Like it's I like Delon said, it's his my beautiful twisted dark fantasy. He was able to hop out of his like he was able to hop in all these different styles and make it his own. And probably one of the most triumphant pieces of works to me. Now I will say maybe it has aged over time, but I to the entire project because I don't want my opinion to change on it. That's just me. <laughs> when I was 13, it was the greatest thing ever. I don't want to change that thought, so I refuse to go back to it. Yeah, man. Wayne, Wayne under, like, it's an underrated album. We ain't, I don't think we gonna ever hear him at this, like, damn, they sad. I don't think we gonna ever hear him like this again. If but, people um, don't understand how hard it is to be able to go into a studio your fans is gonna love and to be able to make music they can be critically acclaimed and mainstream hits. That ain't easy at all, and only a few rappers can do it. And the rappers that and the rappers that I really go hard on are the ones that I think can do it. They just ain't did it yet. So shout out to Wayne for being one of the few that could. And that brings me to one of my favorite quotes by Lil Wayne: "So many styles, I am a group." Am and a that's group. really what he's. That's what really what he sounds like on the car. It's so many like three five. I, Album man, like like not only was his hit, it's quotable. It's it's lines that we still using to this day, that we still remember to this day. Shout out to Static Major on Lollipop. That song is fire. Hey, I still like this. Two song more a lot. things. Two more things. One, Amelie was a moment in hip hop. That song, it was, yes, man. And then also Jim Johnson, the producer of Lollipop. Lollipop Walk. So whatever you like by Ti, I can run. He also this he facts. also produced whatever you like by Ti the very next year. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, 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 he has the same breath though. I don't think he deserved that Grammy. Oh, I said I see why he won, but I really, but y'all know I love the cool, so I would have loved for the cool that got it. But I understand why. I understand how he got it. I was I don't, I don't agree with American Gangster though. I, I feel like that Grammy. Was yeah, like, are you on like American? Are you like American Gangster more than Carter? I think man, American Gangster fire fan. I still listen to American Gangster like every other day. Really I didn't like, like the American Gangster movie when it came out. <laughs> now, I, I did not like the movie. I did not That's like the movie. Good. I just listened to the album. It's kind of boring. 
Yeah. Damn, yeah. That Grammy to me was like like Kendrick when he was due up that Grammy, so you had to make sure to give him all the Grammys. After 2007, yeah. Wayne was over. We got to make songs, it up, Grammy. They had to, they had to give him that Grammy. What was it? Well, he said uh, they, they they had the Grammy in Miami. No, they had the Grammys left me in Miami. Whatever Wayne said, he he was due for yeah. one. On um, I mean, yeah. Damn, I love this song, but, Jordan. But anyway, next next time mm-hmm. I want to hear from you, I want to hear the five best songs from Carter Two, five best songs from Carter Three. Which five best songs are better? Okay, I got you. Put you on the map. I got you. But shout out to Wayne. Didn't I like the Carter Five? I tell me, it's it's just decent, the cool album. I like I said, like Corey said, we probably never get anything close to the Carter again. It was probably it was probably wishful thinking for the hope that an artist could, you know, match the creativeness that was in this album to begin with. It's hard to to, do. Yeah, but shout out to a legend. That's all I got for this week. Any closing thoughts? Uh, shout out to the Ole Miss basketball players who took a kneel during the game to protest the Confederate uh, rally that was happening in Austin, Mississippi. Uh, hey. Some of y'all came into my workplace a couple months ago to try to give me an attitude, but uh, <laughs> I rock with y'all today. Shut down. And I hope the coach doesn't penalize them either. I really hope they don't. Well, he was talking. The coach was talking big game for the season, talking about everybody going to be respecting the flag and standing. But then when this happened, he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm with them. Uh, uh, they they had to do something. What they had to do. Shut the fuck up, nigga." But yeah, shout. I'm I'm just I'm just confused as to why he even said that when he came here because nobody at the school is even kneeling before he came. Because he like, can, he's coming to Ole Miss. What you think? What you think? Okay, yeah, he got to you know got a pander. Yeah. But but that's all we got for this week. Uh, this week we got an artist by the name of Play. That's P L A Y. Uh, pretty dope MC. Check out his music. Uh, the song we're about to play right now, it is called. What is this song called? It is called Back Rapping Freestyle. Simple enough. Tune in next week for another episode of Pop the Man Podcast. See you there. Yo. Rocks, my brother told the iron. Anything I add, my verses to, you know it's timeless. Speeches of being rich, I barely full of rhyming. Speaking of being rich and coming perfect timing. Under pressure, I'm the finest diamond. Weeks filler, overthinking, put the fear behind me. Paper palette, drop knowledge like I'm Mr. Wallace. Dreams on my mind, I was stuck in college. Motivated by my inspirations, visions of God being a lady, niggas call me crazy. A lot of hate and witness daily, but it never fazed me. I'm only living for my baby, elevating daily. Jodeci playing forever, my lady. The top spot, niggas claiming bunch of empty statements. Uh, my aura growing, moving like I'm raiding. Your morals showing by the way you're thinking. Down the earth like I'm cold at bopping. I've been the realest back when Breezy had it on and popping. I'm one to one, these niggas carving copies. Only Thanos got the tools to stop me. Living humble, turn to being cocky. I've been the best, so chasing ghosts the option. They believe in numbers, proving who the hottest. I'm Hall of Fame, these other niggas novice. I know the game, maneuver in the pocket. Clout chasing, turn to window shopping. Depressing thoughts until I hit the wall. Now I'm swerving on my demons when I'm pulling off. I never been a gangster, but I'm far from soft. I'm always loyal to my brothers, we the new Gasols. My granny used to tell me I could have it all. Yeah, now it's time to take it. Don't really fuck with rap, a bunch of gold plated. Niggas out here really frontin' like I ain't the favorite. Alright, let's get it. Hey, keep it going, fuck that. Keep it going. Stretch it out. Stretch it out if you got it. Let's get it. Alright. I'm back. Okay. You forward move like when the light.
light and hit the silver spoon. Acquired Jews on how to win, cause we was built to lose. Weapon stashing in the pantry, never meant for food. No trapping, we was skipping school. Nigga, these the written rules. Rapping hardly flow like Jigger, never been to Marcy. Regrets will take you over if you ever cross me. Persian carpet speaking Farsi, niggas bitches partly. Crazy mind should be in Arkham, but the aura godly. My bitch is gorgeous, no the pen is flawless. Born to be the greatest, I'm the perfect target. God's greatest creation, it's just me and my daughter. I can't forget my baby mama, she my problem solver. Thoughts like a gold revolver. No glass ceilings, I just keep evolving. My past women, ego so enormous. I